G'day everyone, Matty Michael here again and welcome to Life of Mine, the go-to mining podcast. Now in today's episode, I've got my old Kiwi mate, Tommy Galt. Now for those of you who don't know Tom, he's an absolute legend and a, and a bloody hilarious bloke. He's, a, he's done a shitload of charge-up, which we'll talk plenty of today and also a heap about the bogger, which he's, uh, that's what he does for a crust today, but more notably, and this will be completely unexpected to you all, we talk about the way Tom conducts himself these days in comparison to the old Tommy Galt that we know and love. And it's impressive now how he's turned himself around to the way he acts today. Trust me, nothing was wrong with the old Tommy Galt. He was bloody hilarious and and he's been off the drink since last year and he's keener than ever to make a run for the jumbo and I don't reckon it'll be too far off. So Tommy, Tommy came down my way and we chilled out in the back table and chewed the fat about underground mining for well over an hour and it was absolutely awesome to catch up with him. So, so here you go, ladies and gents, so I introduce to you Tommy Galt. Oh, Tommy Gart, we've just got straight into it, mate. Oh, welcome, welcome to my humble recording studio out the back, mate. How are you, brother? Yeah, good, mate. Good. You're looking, you're looking professional, and this is going to take up a bit of the episode. So Tommy's rocked up. He's got these nice flash glasses, a very nice jumper, dress pants, and people that know Tommy Gold, uh, this is just going to be a surprise. We've got to get a photo. We'll get a photo of this. Have you had a cha- Have you had a change in your lifestyle choices, Tommy? Oh yeah, big big change over the last 18, 19 months. Yeah, a lot of changes. It's been good. You've gone from the the loose cannon Tommy Galt that we all deal with love, and to Mister Mister Professional by the looks, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, this is this is hilarious. Well, anyway, well, uh, this is going to be a whole chapter, and this was uh, I didn't prep. I didn't prep for this arrival. I thought you'd rock up in some trackies and half pistol something, but <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it, mate. I love it. How's things, mate? How's your R and R going? Yeah, R and R's good, man. I'm um, just been relaxing. It's been. I've only got a short R and R this one. I'll be back to work on Monday, but yeah, it's been great. No, oh, that's the guy. How's the bloody? How's the bogger going, mate? Uh, Tommy Galt's been infamous for his charge up, and you're uh, you're bogging now, mate. How's the bogger? You've been on it a while now, haven't you? Yeah, the bogger's always a challenge, mate. Um, over a period of the last eighteen months, I've had some uh, struggles with it but um as any job you know you got to persevere with it and take some time to um understand it get to know it build a relationship with it i suppose it's a machine <laughs> that you gotta you gotta be putting up with um all the time and sometimes you're um you're up against some um, big challenges which uh helps with um making the right decisions when um most of the time you've got a lot of people in the industry that have been helping you out along the way like communication but once you get into a machine like a loader or or a jumbo you're you're, you're by yourself so it makes um it makes a lot of a big call on using your uh, mind to try and make things happen yeah no and because yeah, how, how'd you go learn it because all, all the loader is such a you know when you get in there and like you don't realize until you start learning it that you just don't you can't see anything and the whole the whole job's based on feel, not on vision, I sense. How, how'd you go at the start? Was that your biggest challenge, visibility? Oh, most definitely. Um, visibility and just the 
confined space, man. Like when you when you jump, I'm used to just being around everything and moving around and and being free, you know. And then when you get you mean you shut the door and you're in, you're in the in the box and you're um you're looking around and you're trying to you you know in your mind how you want it to be, but when you get out and have a look, it's not the way it is, you know. So it's just taking that extra minute to jump out, have a look around, and like have a walk and f- get free space like get get into the spirit of just looking and um taking your time like but i for me it's it's always been a hard challenge because i i'm i'm from a contractor's background you know like it's all go 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 like and i'm always trying to move fast but i miss a lot of things some of the times and it's 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 helped me being in a loader because then it's like learning that i can't miss stuff i've got to be I've got to be on the, on on point, you know. And uh, that you wouldn't notice that when you're doing cleanups. It's you 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 like scratch around like like buggery and like doing your scratch back and everything, and you think it's perfect. And then, as you said, you get out and have a look at it. You're like, fuck me, that whole especially that right hand side. Right hand mm. side's the one that gets you because you can't you can't even get close to seeing that. And there's always that big pile of fucking dirt in that right hand corner. And you would have noticed that, huh? Yeah, well, that's true, Maddie. Like. The, and over time, you, you only learn the basics when you're in a loader, you know, like when you first start, like first 12 months, you only learn the basics. So unless you're talking the specialised language, like you're saying, getting on that right-hand corner or, or getting to the left, like that's when you're starting to learn the profession, you know, like you're actually learning that, okay, right, I'm going to do a clean-up and what is the top five things that I need to concentrate on to get those roads looking good, to get the floor looking the way it needs to be like but if you're not talking that language then you don't know so it's it's about being able to speak to the right people have a right good amount of blokes around you to be able to help you and have those conversations when you finish work you know like and talk and if you're not doing that then I I suggest that everyone should be like trying to get as much information out of a lot of people because those are the skills that are like the benefits of making yourselves an exceptionally good operator, you know, like, and for a long time, like, you think you know what's going on, but at the end of the day, if you're not asking the right questions, you'll never know. So who who were some of the guys that taught you on the loader that you can sort of credit credit your progression to at the start, mate? Oh, well, there was quite a lot of people, like, I... It's, there's never one one person that um that teaches you and you should never ever just narrow your focus just to that one person you get a lot of different areas and there's a different people have different ways of doing things so a lot of operators I spent over time was just learning the basic stuff and for for a long time even my roads man like even today that I still I still struggle in areas of my roads. Like I'm always trying to work, but as long as I'm learning and excelling and asking those people the right way. So a couple of people over time have been um, a couple of really good op- op- operators have um, helped me out. Um, you you're stunned for words. Stunned yeah, for words. Just, there'd be a few up at Telfer. Who, yeah, who were the guns at? Trying to think of the bloody guns at Telfer. Oh, did you get any birdie time? Birdie was up at Telfer. He's <laughs> bloody, he, he was born, he just loved the light of that character. Oh, <laughs> birdie. birdie was the ghosty bucket. Birdie had, uh, I remember mind control up there. And, uh, 
I think I mentioned this in another episode because you know you call in your you know on the loader like ten buckets, <laughs> yeah, like ten buckets in, yeah, ten buckets into this all fast. So birdie, they the myth was the birdie would be listening on mind control. Whoever called in ten, he'd be counting. He'd know how many buckets everyone else put. He's like, yeah, better put in another ten for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, purely not a myth. Don't hope that doesn't affect the new crash share price, yeah. <laughs> mate. Oh, mate, I'm impressed. You've you're giving up the piss. You're off the piss. Yeah, yeah. Fully off the uh, alcohol yet? Definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you're not even saying piss. You're even being professional at saying alcohol. Yeah. I've got to, I've got to, I've got to get some of the old Tommy Galt back <laughs> in this interview at some point. But no, nah, good on you, mate. What, what spurred it? And I, I think I, I picked it before. You, you've, uh, you, you're going, you're going through a bloody transition. I'm hitting you early. I'm, I'm getting you out of your comfort zone straight up. You've, <laughs> you, you've gone a transition. Did, what? You didn't like what you've seen in in the old self. What, what's, what spurred this on, mate? I just. Just basically just all about trying to uh, look towards the focus and make sure that I'm focusing on the right things. And one of those things being my profession in, in the underground mining is like, I just think that the industry is going through a transition itself and I think we're going to become better professional miners rather than the old old school, you know, um, Get, get on the piss have a few beers sort of carry on which yeah. which is fine like don't get me wrong but like to be able to move forward and get some really good results and in, in in the sense of the way the industry's going and the metrics and and everything like i need to focus solely on getting those numbers and and if i'm going to be performing at my best i i, I have to be um i have to be doing things right outside of work and inside of work so um i think as a professional like if you want to play it as a professional like a professional sportsman you you gotta you gotta take take the take it when it comes and make sure that you um implement the right the right um strategies and the right plans to get the results and and i think that's what a lot of people want to do as well there will there's a lot of operators out there that that strive to um excel and get good results and their numbers their numbers explain that and they do that and i think that if they continue to do that in in the industry the way it's going um it, it would be uh absolutely fulfilling for the for them and their families and everything that's going on so did, that's did, why I do it. did you notice getting off the piss how much better your performance is on some days? Because I know, like, if you rock up to work after seven beers, sometime you're like, you're like, fuck it, like you're making stupid mistakes. Have you noticed noticed you're a bit more on the ball? Yeah, for me personally, yeah. Like, I know, I know for one thing, I'm never, never to say that you don't drink or anything like that. Not at all. Like social, social um, circles are great for having a few beers with the boys. But um, for me personally, yeah, I um. I tended to enjoy enjoy the enjoy the beer and and it it, it was man it, it takes takes it out of you the next day and and my focus isn't um, working and I'm not getting I'm not getting the right results and I'm not excelling like if I'm not excelling and I'm not moving forward in the right direction then I find that um that's that that comes back to what my routines are and if my routines aren't right which I, could be drinking at the time or whatever then fundamentally i'm getting um getting off track which that's why i i say that i don't mind a couple of beers now and again you know but um i've i've at the moment i've just canned it completely just to make sure i can focus on where i need to be because what was the was the catalyst for that 
Because you you been you're on charge up for a while. You're on charge yeah. up for fucking ages. And, and was that it? It's like I'm not. I feel like I'm not getting anywhere. What am I going to do about it? And this is as it spurred on a bit of this change. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, Maddie. Like I did a long time on charge up. I, I really enjoyed charge up. Don't get me wrong. It was it was good. But you wanted to be on the jumbo. That yeah, was the, well, the goal yeah. was to get on the jumbo, man. And I think like being a larrikin and being the way I was, man. I and I don't think I don't think I could um could show my true potential being in that being in that state of mind, you know. So I think now it's about focus and concentration and show that like I can get the numbers and the numbers will will perform, you know. Yeah. Oh, mate, fucking hats off to you. Oh, yeah. I, I, I had a feeling. I had a feeling because uh, I'll put a bit of context behind this. So when I was talking to you, when I was messaging you through the week and. I'll say, man, do you want to come on the podcast? It'd be bloody awesome fun. And you're like, yes, Matthew, I would love that opportunity. I just think it's great what you're doing in this text message. I'm like, who the fuck's this? Who's, who's texting me this shit? It's Tommy Go. And, and I could tell, I didn't know what to expect. I knew you'd taken a bit of a, tra- bit of a I guess, a transformation. Cause, and, and I totally understand what you're saying. And I'll, I'll reflect back on my early days. Like, being loud you think you you know and that's the that's the persona you you know it's the persona you had and i know i had it and you want it you think you have to uphold it because yeah. you think you're being funny and i suppose you reflect on it now you're like right the and the that's the hardest thing and everyone's like oh bring the old tommy gold back that's the biggest challenge and that's the i guess that's the biggest kudos i can give to you yeah. is that you can you can resist that and say no i'm off the piss i'm and i'm pretty i'm quite happy being a bit more professional now good on you good on you have you seen have you i was getting on the bogger was that one of the rewards of it or like oh, or this happened when you this happened when you're on the bogger or like you what well, i guess what i'm saying is what do you what's some of the things you attribute successes recently to to this transformation you've made well like a big step from charge up to bogger is the fact that it is you're dealing with a big machine and throughout my mining career like i've had i've seen a lot of and i've been involved in a lot of experiences with boggers and that and the one thing that i was like always concerned about with the bogger is i'm dealing with a big bit of gear here so i need to be i need to be focused on doing the right thing with this piece of machinery you know so a lot of the time yeah it was it was like getting on that loader was was part of it but then it was like man i've got a lot of learning to do on this thing too like i got a lot a whole lot of learning to do and i need to be i need to have a clear mind to be able to do it otherwise if it's all foggy and i'm not i'm not trying like i'm not working it out and not figuring it out then i'm only doing myself damage you know so um, other people, other people out there, they they can do it easy, you know. They they can pick it up a lot, so a lot faster, a lot quicker. There's a lot of people out there that that are really really quick at learning those sorts of things. But for me, it always takes me a long time to to grasp and 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 get a hold of it by the horns. So I sort of just thought that that was something I could do in my routine, take that out, and then I can move my focus straight on to um, learning learning the um, the bogger flat out and. Um, and hopefully over time get good at it you know so that and that's and that's it's not about it's not about like being the best it's just about improving every day to be at your best you know like so i concentrate on just little goals every day that that just get my performance up you know like 
Go, go into specifics. What about this? Let's look at your last swing. Like people like be specific because someone will probably learn something out of this. Yeah. What um what's something you what's something you learnt this week on the bogger? Okay, so like just my my roads in general, like just making sure that every time every time you go and you're always gonna be doing something with that bucket because um basically you gotta think that sometimes that that bucket is the tool, the only tool that you have so it's, so that that there in itself means that that's that's making you money regardless of whether you've got dirt in it whether you don't have dirt in it it's making you money because as when that bucket's on the ground it's going in sorry it's going in it's going in <laughs> cups are cheap mate yeah, don't it's going in and then when it's coming out you've got you've got some dirt in it so you always just got to be thinking what's that bucket doing for me to help me out so like if you don't have it on the ground or you don't have it moving in the right way or you don't have it sitting right, you don't have it in in a particular way that you, you need, then um then it's then you're not working it, you know, you're not you're not using it for what it's there for, which which you have to be using it all the time, you know, because it's your tool. So that's one thing I learned. Engine like resistance is another thing, like people people go on about like um you know, signage and all, all, all these little things that need to happen, you know, which, which is perfect. You need all this. But get into, get into the habit of doing all that stuff and making it a part of your routine and then it builds resistance so that when you're doing the easy, the harder stuff, you've, all, you've already got that resistance up. So, like, if it means that you've got to go and do your windrows or you've got to do these little, these little jobs that are, are painful, as some, as, so to speak, but over time that builds resistance so then when the big challenges come on it's like well i've already achieved so much in my day and i'm, I'm doing well so I'm, these big jobs aren't as big as i thought they were going to be so it's all about building resistance making sure that you're always challenging yourself and at the same time you're spending a lot of time like just on little on little aspects of of what you need to achieve so one one thing for me is like my my bucket on the ground like Sometimes I ha- have it way too much on the ground, so then I, d- I start cutting the road too much. Whereas if I just concentrate on like keeping it just hovering on that ground and just, but it's still moving and it's still it's still doing what it needs to do, then then I'm bu- I'm building I'm building um, I'm building a good road for myself and and I'm looking after it, which which for a long time it's taken me oh over long long time to get that you know like man my roads were an abomination i'm first person to admit like it's taken a long time to grasp it you know and then it takes a long time to you know anyone can any, anyone can sit around and say oh you, you you got stones here you got rocks here on the road and that but it's like if you if you destroy a road then you got to rebuild it so that takes that takes a lot of time but if if you've continue just picking up those little stones and keeping keeping them roads nice then it's okay but uh, do do what a tommy gold would do you know i'll destroy the road and then um <laughs> just and, 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 dig and the bloody bastard yeah, i'll destroy the road and then you know you're, you're spending you're spending a shift and a half or maybe sometimes a bit longer trying to build the road you know so it's just being aware of that stuff and yeah. it, it takes time. And what about like, and this is something people probably don't think. You know, like the general consensus is, it's like, ah, oh, if you're driving around with your bucket in the air, you like you have to be backblading all the time. But mm. like, like, there's some cases where you just don't need to touch the bloody thing. Is it like, dead right? If the if the road's perfect, don't backblade it because 
you just every time you backblade, you're cutting dirt somewhere. You're pushing dirt somewhere else, and yeah. all, like that's probably something that if if it's perfect, don't touch it. But yeah. and and look, and and another one is when you're talking about picking up stones. Like every every drive's different. Like it's a, but it's been able to. I guess it's what the bloody guns do after like 15, 20 years on the bogger. Like, you know what it's like just being able to sometimes to pick up a rock off a fucking pillar <laughs> and you just, every time you go to pick it up, it falls out of the bay. Like it, you, you pick the bucket up and it's still bloody there. But it's these guys just know the finite little angles and everything being able to, and they can go to any pillar and pick up any rock at any time. Well, that's exactly right, Matty. That, that comes back to that, um, like knowing, knowing your machine, like knowing that, when you when you go in and you 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 see the bucket, you know where your center of your bucket is, and you know. So when you line yourself up on that rock, you line yourself up with the center of the bucket, and then as you as you go in and you you go to get that go to, go to get that rock, you you've got you've got a chance for, to get that, or at least a good chance to get it in the bucket because you've got it in the center of of, um, of your bucket. So over time, you just go in willy nilly, sort of trying to trying to just scoop scoop at nothing but um yeah that take that takes takes a lot of time and then jumping out like getting make sure you're getting out and that like and having a look and doing all that sort of side of things but for me i i it's a challenge man every every, every day is a challenge but I, as you say I, I learn and you're right Matty, when it comes to um the uh the point you you made with having the bu- having the bucket on the ground all the time like once you get your roads right yeah that's it it's it's just a case of just um rolling over them or well that's thing sometimes yeah. the best thing is just drive yeah, over just it. drive like, over yeah, them yeah your bucket's don't, doing don't 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 need to put any pressure on the on the bucket don't you leave it off leave it off you roll roll yourself in um make sure you're going into into intersections like left wall right wall come in on your right come in on your left go out on your right come in yeah. and, you know just mixing it up man and and you you know you know yourself when you when you when you're in that machine how you want to be feeling so it's just it's just a i don't know like other pe- other people can pick it up really easy like they've just they just pick it up straight away they just know how to how to, how it all works they've been on machines for a long time whereas others take time and and i'll be the first person to admit man it's taken me a long time yeah i was the same i was the same with anything i'll just not a some people are mm. real you know people are real practical learners sometimes they're just yeah. like they can go in they just got an instant feel for a machine and just piece of piss but it's uh yeah, I, I wasn't like that. You admit you weren't. There's a lot of people not, but it's just you, you're right. Perseverance, mate. time and perseverance. Just keep going. And yeah. as you said, you learn. You got to aim to learn something every day. Like if you get in that autonomous robotic sort of mood, that's when you you go sideways and you probably start going backwards because the complacency starts coming in. So yeah. you got to you got to aim to learn something every day and try. Just try. And what I've found is you. Just do, even if something's going to take you longer by doing it differently, just try it. Like, like do something different. Even if it takes 15 minutes, you might might be in fish, but it's trying those. You don't know, it might end up being quicker. you got to try new shit as well. Yeah. But then, like, another one, like, with, God, who'd ask Spags told me, like, if you're going to be backblading and want to, pack a road in get a full bucket of dirt you got more yeah. weight in the bogger then like more more weight pushing the wheels in like when you're backblading you got a heavier bucket on the thing like always like backblade with half a bucket of a full bucket of dirt in there not a full bucket because it'll piss out the front but like yeah 
I think, yeah. Have you heard that one? Yeah, did did I'll just make that up. No, no, no <laughs> definitely. That's, yeah, that's, def- that's definitely the way to do it, for sure. And that's very good advice, you know. Like, and that, and that's what I was saying before with the general knowledge. You know, you, there's the general knowledge of the machine, and then you learn the specialized knowledge, which is grabbing a bucket, half a bucket, and putting it on the ground, and it, it can help you with your potholes. Like, if you don't know that, then then you don't know, you know. So it's just it's just the case of getting in uh, getting into um good conversations and learning those things of of skilled operators that have been on and, and been doing it for a while because people that are moving dirt nine times out of ten like people that are moving dirt and they're doing they're doing a good job they normally got everything they got they're ticked like if there's 10 if there's 10 boxes to tick they got like at least seven or eight of those boxes ticked you know so they're really they're really performing at a high a high level and um I think I think in in an industry that's that's moving so fast, I think um, I think everyone should be f- throwing to and fro their information and giving their knowledge away to be able to make um, a lot easier in the in the industry. You know, yeah. Some people get a bit they get a bit weird about it. You know, some people don't want to give away their own bloody secrets, and they just oh Tommy's on Tommy's on call there, bloody oh look at who was it mate the <laughs> WA Premier, bloody yeah. You know, like people get a bit weird and they don't want to. They don't want to give away their secrets because they don't want anyone taking their job. But it's like, yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit annoying. There's so much. Oh, there's so many, so many things to learn, especially with bogging, jumbo, fucking charging, mm-hmm. anything like. And as you said about like, it's you got to think of it over a twelve hour period as well. It's like how how can I get the most dirt out in twelve hours? Not how I can get this bucket the quickest. Mm. It's like how can I get the most dirt out in a twelve hour period? And you're like. I think one of the guys taught me is like like when you get a bucket, spend that few extra seconds shaking it, whatever the bloody, I forget the bogger lingo, but like, you know, you get your bucket, then reverse and give it a good flick, hit the brakes and just all that shit on the top goes. Because as, as, as soon as you drop some of that shit on the way out, like when you might be turning out of your cross cut and the, the bloody inertia of everything's just flicking a few rocks off the side, the time it takes to pick those rocks up where you could have been into another bucket that three seconds to bloody give it a flick at the at the face or at the at the start, bloody saves you a lot of time. It's about, I guess it's about that neat and tidy, and more more so the you know what is it slow is smooth, smooth is fast. But thinking right now, if I don't make a mistake in twelve hours, I'm going to get a lot more buckets out than if I'm going rip tear bus for an hour and then picking the shit up for ten minutes after that. So. Have you noticed that? Is that you? I guess you probably evolved in the way you. That was probably like at the start, try and get it as quick as they can. But actually, when you start thinking of it over twelve hour period, probably you probably see yourself get more tons. Uh, Matty, that's perfect. That's perfect. Oh, thanks, perfect mate. Cheers, brother. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, because it is like in the sense of, you know, con- you know, contractors. We we think, oh, you know, we've got to get the job done. So we work with an urgency and we work with a desire to get get it done. You know, so. Um, yeah, but then then you have that you have that terminology, you know, slow. It's got to slow down. You got to slow down. And I've, in the industry that I, like me working in the mining industry, I've always been a like a ball at a gate, you know, like flat out. But then as you start to learn and develop the skills, you actually realise that slowing down actually speeds you up tenfold. Like, and I fo- I found that with my charge up. I found that with every every part that I. Every process I've done from from the start to to the uh, to the end of like 
I've found that there's there's parts of it that over time, man, you get you do you get really quick, and but it's it's not because you were going quick at the start; it's because you've slowed down to speed up. And I, it's such a it's such a I don't know if this is the word for it, like oxymoron way of saying it. You know, like it's just. You, you when you when you slow down your awareness comes in so then as you say if you're if you're not shaking those rocks then you're picking them up afterwards so there's time that you've wasted so realistically like slowing down to 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 shake those rocks make over a 12 hour period has probably saved you you know 15 buckets maybe you know yeah. like it's and yeah, brilliant well you look at like like just think of the best jump operators you've ever seen. You work with some bloody good ones at like Degrusa and that. The ACM boys like mm. like Ted and all that. Like, have you ever seen Ted run? Like he doesn't like. You have you ever seen him stressed or rushed? Like these yeah. these guns that have been on it for ages and they've like made all the mistakes in their early days. Now they're just cruising. Like these guys that can, you know, like get three cuts in a sh- like bolt mesh bore three in a shift. Like you don't ever see him stressed or or running or anything. Like it's just. They don't need to. They, they just do it. They, they just do it simple, and they just don't make mistakes after a while. And yeah. I'm sure they still have their bad days, but that's I guess that's what you got to aspire to. All of us. It's just yeah, just just relax. I guess that's yeah. yeah it's pretty, easier than easier than it's said, but that unfortunately it's it's no sorry harder than it sounds to actually do that. But and being able to take that break and say when things aren't going your way, just. Have a deep breath and just uh, right. Let's regroup here and, and start again because you're gonna look. You're gonna have your bad days or your bad bloody hours. So yeah, I was guess. And let's look back on your charging time. You did that for because how long did you have on charge up? I'd be roughly, I'd say about five five and a half years charge up. And I assume you. I guess you probably evolved the way you did that over the time. Yeah, like when you got to the end of your charging career, where you just did you notice you were probably doing it at a more cruisier pace but you're getting the same amount of work done if not more oh it's crazy yeah when you when you um when you figure it out like that and you and you do slow it down and you, you you're not you're not missing you're not missing things so your routine is your routine and then all you're doing is perfecting your routine and then um it makes it it makes it 10 times better and then yeah, you you like far out. You've charged your your cuts for the day, but you've still got a couple of hours to play around with. You know, like that makes that makes a huge difference. And it's sort of, I don't know, like a lot of a lot of the time, a lot of the time with charging, it is it is a fast urgency job. You know, you, you're chasing jumbos. You you're working. You do you're doing other things. You could be doing other things as well, like could be doing service crew work you could be doing all sorts of different parts of the process you know to get you to the end result which is to drop those um those cuts on the deck but um at the end of the day just being just being aware takes time to know that your 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 important part of the job is 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 wherever you, wherever you are in it at that time you need to be you need to be focused in there and concentrate on getting that done and then move to the next step because at the end of the day those steps will get you that same result at the end of the day but if you miss those steps then you will it will be costly you know and then you you might not have a have a cut on the deck so i think charging charging is a very good stepping stone in the way of of realizing that if you if you um miss out on something 
then it's costly because if it, if you don't fire that cart at the end of the shift, it's it's because one of your routines uh, ha- haven't made it, you know, or, or sometimes shit does happen, you know. Yeah, well, and the, the impact that has on the cycle, like you mm. got you got Jumbo's waiting for that heading tomorrow. Like if you don't fire it today, he's not he's not back in there meshing it tomorrow. Um, yeah. And the <clears throat> the flow and the effect for the. It's hard to make it back too. Like it's not like you can go fire a cut twice in a shift to make it up. It just it doesn't yeah. work like that. And it's it's uh, but it's there's so much going on. The be, the best guy. Well, you remember DeGrusso? You probably cross shifted him. I remember remember Megzi, Dennis Byrne, big buddy, big ranger bastard. Yeah, uh, I just remember him. He'd like just pump. He'd he'd charge his five cuts in a shift, but he was, he just never looked faced. Like he just organised. Hear him on the roads, like right, hey, you do this, you do this. Yep, sorted, sorted, sorted. Just organised, and it's. Uh, I don't think he was running around like a bloody bull at a gate, which is the the notorious charge up persona that people mm. get you know like you have to drive you they've got to drive the ute flat out near have it bloody sideways into shift trying to get all this shit happen but like the i guess the best guys don't need to do that because they're organized they're thinking about their shift before they get down the hole and at, at 10 o'clock and bloody nine ten o'clock in the shift they're already thinking about what they've got to do at four o'clock and it's uh plenty yeah, but but on the other end of the spectrum as you said when you're in a job charging ed and you got to you got to be thinking, right? Oh, let's get this heading right. Then we'll move to the next one. Yeah. yeah what? Because you were you were development, mate. So that was your bloody bread and butter, wasn't it, Tommy? Yeah, development charge up. Yeah, for like independent firing and um, on on all sorts of levels, doing um, passing bays and yeah, I did, I did charge up for a while. But it's just the other thing too is just having having some re- when you have really good people around that help you and uh, and understand where you where you're at. And then, because you, you could be you could be chucked in the deep end in some days, you know. But at the same time, if you got the right people around you and you're motivating each other, you, it's amazing what you can do. Your camaraderie and you, the way that you can get things done and achieve things from each other's helpful input is is remarkable, you know. Yeah, and small crews, small crews, tight, mm. tight as anything you've been on, like you've been on the single jumbo jobs. Like how good are they? Like you've been at big shows as well, like. When you get on the your five man crew jobs, just can't beat it, can you? Oh, mate, some of the best times in your life when you were the five man crew jobs, mate. Um, those uh, decline jobs, uh, uh, yeah, you know, you might only have a handful of them in in your mining crew. You know, if you can ever get a chance to jump on one of them, it's it's great because the people that you meet and the camaraderie you get and the teamwork that you can achieve on one jumbo is just amazing. Like. The amount of meters you can make on one jumbo, in those sorts of uh, in those sorts of uh, environments, mate, uh, is absolutely amazing. Yeah, bloody hell. Now you mentioned passing bays. Now here's a here's a tips and tricks because I know you've done this. I've watched you do this. Now, foreigner, if anyone doesn't know, like a passing bay is a big, bloody massive couple of massive strip off the decline for, um, so you can have trucks pass each other on a decline. Um, now these things are about oh shit what would they be twenty odd meters long or something these big massive things now uh, I know uh, when you guys did and like you fired, fired it all in one hit massive and like you, you there's obviously not an L, enough LP debts to fire something like that in one hit and time it correctly now you did a bit of bridging what's the bridging technique Tommy give the 
give them a bit of a training session on how to bridge something but probably yeah it's probably not advised sometimes but when when we say bridging is actually using the same sets of debts multiple times and actually bridging the green cord between the deck cord between itself take us through the bridging process tommy I'll put you on the spot here. This wasn't on the question list, but no, it's, cool. too, it's too valuable uh, not to not to ask. Yeah, so you go through and you charge your um, charge your uh, your whole uh, passing bay, and then as you cord it all up, you cord it up in sections. You know, like so you have like basically so you essentially go from one to fifteen yeah. at the start. Then you've essentially got to start again because there's start still again. rows past that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you keep going through and you do you do that again, and then you might have to. Yeah, you, well, you have to stagger it, you know, because sometimes you might you might have to start the next the next potential cut at like threes, you know. So then you'll work from threes, and then you'll go to whatever. So as you go through, and then as you cord it all, and you get it all corded, you cord it up separately though. You don't cord it all all up together, you know. So cord it all, and then you put your bridges, which is your LP debts that you choose. We we were running like a ten or or, or you know, they were on the LPs, which were uh, dino, was it not dinos? It was uh, Orica gear. So it was like you run tens, and then you bridge, you bridge, you bridge that. So when we say bridge, what you do is you, you actually like clip the cord to the the cut, the the, the cut that's um, the one that's coming the after. The one it. that's coming that's coming after, and then you just take. You just, or you tape, or you can, um, like, yeah, we prefer to tape it, but you just tape it to that, to the initial um, one that you want to initiate first, and then you just keep doing that. You do that probably about two, maybe three times. Yeah. So essentially, what you're saying, so you, you cord up your first section, then you'll have a, a ten going from that debt cord to the next set of debt cord. Yeah. So that first set will set off that debt cord, which will then go off at ten, which is whatever delay that is, four seconds. I don't know what the blade. Nah, probably less than that. And then that'll set off the next round and and continue on. Exactly, and yeah. you just do you just do that three times, because otherwise, if you just use one set of deck cord and just went off, then it would just yeah, I'd hate to see how it come <laughs> come out, you know, because you've run That's out Mickey of numbers. to be a big ball of fuck. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not only look did it successfully; these cuts were huge. Like they, as you said, three sets of and did so when you went to your second second chunk of. Um, like when you you bridge your ten to your second round, that starts at one as well, does it? it well, that's what I was saying. Like you could you stagger, you could stagger. It might it might start at three. Yeah, it could start at one, or it just it just depends. We if it depends what you want to do. You can start it at one, but yeah, you could start it at three, and then the last one you could start back back at three. You know. Yeah. Or keep working it. Work. You might it might you might start it at three. You might start it at three, and then it might. By the time you get to the last one, you know, you might be starting at four, you know, because you've only got maybe five or six rows to go, maybe oh, yeah, seven yeah. rows to go, you know. Yeah. So just depending on how, how, how it looks. And it's that, that there becomes planning as well. You just got to look at look over it and and um make sure that make sure that everyone everyone knows what's going on. Yeah, I mean, because those passing bays you fired there, how long did it take you to to charge them they were doing huge charges oh those were those brilliant times back then we um the the boys we had on on that job you know were phenomenal they um 
they all charged. We we got in there together and we 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 charged we charged it flat out. One one starting at one end, the other starting at the other other end, and we just we just got in and got it done. You know, like it was just important part of the process that we had to do because at, at that time, you know, while we had to get that done because everything else was waiting waiting for that to get done. So. Yeah, and it's only like Parson Bay is one of those jobs because once you once you fire it, it's not bringing you anything. You've mm. got to you got to bog it and you got to mesh it. But yeah, the the time it consumes in the bogging cycle and the jumbo bolting cycle to get it finished, you're not getting anything out of it. You're not getting a cut out of it. Like that, they're the they're the and it's like the last cut in the heading. You mm. know, they always they always sit there unsupported for a while because to go wield the jumbo in there to mesh it, you're not getting anything out of it. You know, because all all that anyone measures on the end of the shoot is how many FKOs there are. But you go and bolt the final cut, it's like, oh, well, that gave us fuck all. So we'll just uh, we'll put that on the back burner until they like the client asks us to do it. You've seen that bloody happen. Yeah. Oh, there you go. What other charge up trick? Now another one I want to ask you about charging. Tell blokes about charging reamers. I'm a big fan. I love it. Pulls to the arse every time. Now. When people say, like, you know, say if your shot hole's running into your reamer and, like, shit's filling up everywhere or something like that, what's the, uh, when people say charge a reamer, don't charge the bloody hole reamer. <laughs> but, you know, like, when you just chuck a, um, God, we were doing it, where you you just put, you literally put half a metre info in the back of the reamer. You don't put a dead in it or anything. But when the shot hole goes off, it actually just actually just buddy ignites that reamer and just like uses the whole front of the reamer as void for that to fire into and just pulls to the ass every time have you you probably have you done a bit of that in your time tommy when like shot holes are running into reamers and like i guess it's looking at those workarounds when you walk into a heading and the cut doesn't see like it's not as per design i guess you'd say and there's a few bit of unexpected bit of shit running into each other which can happen what's uh uh well i guess what's your way around it yeah, well, first of all, I try to avoid um, charging charging the reamer. Like, just I'll just put that out there <laughs> <laughs> straight up. Um, yeah, no, nah, in in the sense, um, yeah, obviously your center prime, you, you work you're working on center prime, center prime, what you can. But it, as you say, there there is times where you need you need to you need to find that void, or you need to you need to crack that ground. You know, so um, all all in all, you know, you could. I don't know what what product they're using these days, in in the sense of um, power gel and stuff like that. But we used to we used to crack them with pat with power gel sticks, you know, just get put put them up in the back of the uh, uh, the reamer there, just, to, just instead of using the um, the ampho or the emulsion, because you know, obviously not not as a bad um, ground, you know, not not as bad. Um, impact like impact you know yes yeah, yeah. so, so we because it's like you got voids within the power gel essentially it's not a packed product yeah so like we just we just yeah. put put a put a stick up the back and just just go with there so at least we could get that little bit of initiation but um yeah just a, and you did you put a dead in it or you just let the shot light let the shot i'll uh yeah actually, depending depending on depending on um what we had at the time but yeah you you can you can you can do that but it's 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 one of those. It's one of those things like you do and you don't. You know, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. You shouldn't do it like at all. But um, when 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 things aren't working the way that, the way that you want them to work, you sort of got to you got to get notified and try and try and work out what you can do. 
But I guess you go and you got to look at the implications of it. Like, because if you're going to put snot in the back of the, like, put info in the back of the room, and she's going to go off. Yeah. So if you're, uh, if you're 20 meters in into a stockpile and uh, you got services on the decline, probably probably avoid doing it because you're gonna you you probably gonna get a lot of shit spraying out. So uh, think about your, uh, I guess think about each cut's different as well. But look, uh, that's one thing that can work and like every head is different but you're not you're not going to wheel in you're going to have a perfect head and every time god i've shit run into mm. shot i was running the rumors and shit all the time but look it's not a bad thing if shit's running into each other at the back of the hole you got to think well at least you know it's tight at the back of the hole like if if nothing's running into each other and they're hooking out that's when the real fucking trouble happens and you get heaps of butt but if everything's if stuff is running into each other at the back of the hole it's tight and usually i don't know usually comes out all right i reckon the other way too maddie is this good point the other way too is um just making sure making sure that you're looking at those reamers because wherever they wherever they are pointing, if they're pointing up, you know, or, or they're not that they are a bit skewed, you know, like that could change your result from uh, from being impact down in front of you to you know up the drive, yeah, which which could cause you know some damage, which you you want to avoid. Well, so and you look at and. I suppose you after looking at the way you order your burn as well, like mm. your your one, two, three, four, like everyone looks at everyone might just look at where the collar is on the face. You gotta look at it's not where the collar where the collar is means absolutely fuck all. You gotta think of where the back of the hole is or not. I know sometimes you might be able to you might like them you mightn't be able to get a good collar where the design is supposed to the design room is supposed to be. There might be a big bloody hole there or a big like a angled bloody joint there and you just can't get a good collar so you might have to bring your reamer right out but you actually spear it or bring one of your shot holes right out and spear it in but then you know yourself you go into a heading and the, that looks like out there you're like oh, i'll charge that one last because it's so far away but that's only the collar you got to actually try and have a look up it and look at the angles and see right that's actually spearing in and that's it's where the back of the hole is it's not not where the front is and it's not look it's mm. it's sometimes you can't get that perfect looking burn but um yeah you gotta you gotta really focus on ordering where the back of the hole is and same as as you said you gotta look at the roamers it's like well if that roamers one of your roamers is bloody spearing out one direction and that's going to put a lot more ground on the other hole order your burn differently yeah so, exactly or, or or if if you want to avoid the um the charging of the ream and then if you look at that then you just look at the next closest hole and then you just work that from there like you if if, if you can't if you can't work if you can't work with the shot hole then you got to work with another shot hole you know you got to create yeah. another shot hole so then you just work work around that so that might mean drop out a number or add a, add a number in or work something out to get the next closest hole to to, to fire into that um to that to that potential um hole that's going to be worth your while you know yeah. um you know sort of like the same as pre-splitting you know you just you skip a hole and it can still create can, can create, still create a um possibility for a void you know yeah yeah and you got to look at which way your ground's running too like you know if you say you get in the pattern of going like one two left and right three four up and down like it's but if your grounds, you, you want to be going low. If your ground, your joints are running up and down the face, yeah, one, two, left and right, because it's going to strip in along the grain piece of piss. But if your joints are running flat, you got to switch that around as well for that initial void. You got to make that in those that one and one and two debt work as 
least hard as bloody possible. Well, you got to, I guess you've got to number it according to the ground as well. Oh, that's dear right, Matty. And it comes back to um, uh, explosives. They're the most laziest thing thing in the mine, you know. They, they take the most easiest approach, you know. So if they've got somewhere to go, they'll go there before they go the hard way, you know. So that's what you've got to look at. When, when you're looking at it, you, you can go in there and do one, two, three, four every day if you want. But if, if, you're, not, if you're not allowing yourself to, to learn the ground and understand the ground, then, then you, you're defeating yourself for the purpose of getting, getting good results. Yeah. And I was talking to – I caught up with um, Tez Churston today from bloody Tasman Safety prior, prior to this interview. That's why I was a bit late, Tom. Sorry, <laughs> mate. Bloody, I was having a couple of beers with him. and Oh, he's um, – Obviously, he's been around doing shot forest course for ages, and we're talking about perimeter products. And you, you would have used a shitload of perimeter products. Um, the ones also that worked so well were the Econotrim. It just pulled such a good profile. But the the issue was sometimes that they rifled. Now, what for anyone out there that's using Econotrim? What sort of stuff did you do to, I guess, sort of pre- pre- prevent that rifling that? did sometimes happen yeah well we had the um we had the uh 3.7s econotrim back in the day so they would actually wouldn't wouldn't go um all the way to the back of the hole so what you'd have to do is use a tamping stick to push them all the way to the back of the hole but they actually worked better in the sense of that than having the ones that hung out the end of the holes or the back of the perimeter so when you push them in the back of the hole you just you, they were in you know an extra 500 so it made it made a hell of a lot of a difference in your results for your um econotrim not to rifle so but in saying that over time you do get you do get um situations where you have rifling dramas and it's just it's all about positioning your cord as as one like making sure that you're clipping up tight, getting your 90s, making sure that you're working working that pattern around your backs, making sure that you're 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 giving it a short amount of time to um to have any way of moving. But there's so many variables, you know, and there is people that there's people and and and, and over time people do do things like on off with the info to, to to keep it in or bit of plugs anything that anything that can work for you um yeah is is is, is advised but at the same time just bear bear in mind that it's not good practice to put info in the back of your uh in the back of your holes on especially on perimeter holes yeah and the, another one was the that uh I guess where where the holes are drilled for your inside row as well, like you know the mm. I said your top I guess your top left and right shoulder holes, like your inside rows of your top left your left and right shoulders. If they're if they're I've heard if they're too or I was told the way to do it if they're too close, you can pretty much fuck your econo trim on those shoulders, and you might see some rifle and that actual inside hole will actually set it off. So it'd be it's like offsetting that that top row, offsetting it from your actual row spacing, because as you know, you get that shoulder arch, and that brings that perimeter hole a lot closer. So yeah, I give put a bit more ground on that that top row, like that top inside row, offset it so you're not you you're not decent. Because if that's bloody you know four or five hundred mil from that for a bloody a hole with a conotrim on it there's a good chance it's going to go off and probably fucking eject it before the conotrim even goes off so that was another one so sometimes it's not even charge up can only do what they can do but yeah it's a definitely awesome product i reckon that like yeah it just it just 
pool. So you get half barrels and it's just it's just awesome. But it's the half barrels are like you know, good to look at, but it's the flow on effect if like the, the cut's been bored with an awesome perimeter, it's like hasn't blown out. Mesh and so much quicker when you go back in because the profile's neat. The mesh just flicks up there, piece of piss. You're not pushing it into voids and everything, and just the, I guess the flowing effect of having a tidy perimeter. Whereas oh, I don't know, I reckon the fucking emulsions just shit for development personally. But uh, hopefully, I don't get litigation issues from Orica. But <laughs> you know, like, you don't you notice that Amphi just pulls such a better cut. Uh, you most definitely many and the, the other thing too about it as well is you were saying about their second row and, and yeah that's that's a case for charge up as well just to be aware that if you are using a conner trim in those perimeter holes make sure that you're not overcharging that second row you know like if you're putting too much bomb in that in that second row and not leaving your good collar then you're, you you're potentially going to maybe you know kick kick it out to the to the to the corner holes and that perimeter yeah. holes so so protect your protect your outside like holes that's that's the way of looking at it i suppose so you chuck like you know instead of charging that hole to the ass you'd leave yeah. half a meter or a meter of collar on there because that yeah. that well you think of how explosive is going to work that meter of pardon me meter of um rock at the face that's going to be blown off already anyway essentially from a hole like it's just going to be shattered it's the all the work's being done at the back of the hole it's so true and and the sense of it too is um just just try things like be be don't be reluctant not to not to to follow your own work you know go down and check out your headings after they fire go like when you're doing re-entries have a look at them when 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 the like jumbos do it they go down and they see how their cuts have been bored out and see how they fire they see like get to know where where you are like where you stand you know know how your performance is is happening so that when you see your your headings like you can go right yeah okay i i i did i did use a little bit less on this corner i did and you then you have an understanding like because I'm going to say it like now is explosives, there's so many variables in it. Like there's so many variables in it, but at least if you've got a little bit of an idea of an understanding of where you are at and how your, how your performance is going, like that's, that's brilliant. And if, if, you do, if you do know that it's working, then stick with what you know. Like stick with – if it's working, stick with it. Don't – you know like stick with it but but still manage it and monitor it on a daily basis you know oh because that, that even i've noticed that i could like if i didn't go check a heading for like five days i could i could bore it four times and not even not even know i was doing anything wrong if you don't go check it all even though you, you you're going back in there to mesh it and you usually see the result but if for some reason you weren't weren't looking at how they've come out you could just keep doing the same wrong thing and you wouldn't even know it so yeah yeah now you're charging uh everyone's got their glory days tommy everyone now like now that you're on the bogger you well you wouldn't be up the wet mess you'd be having your fucking cup of tea up there but like buddy when you're up there saying back when i was charging what's your give us your bloody best day now the one like i guess your glory story that you're gonna that you're gonna tell people tell the grandkids when you're saying back when i was charging what's one of your best days charging i guess it's probably one of your best team days charging have you got one for us oh it'd have to be when we did the passing bays and that you know like just just way we got in and got it done and we actually you know we ended up doing the passing bay we uh fired that decline you know and then we, we went back down and 
you know, the boys bogged it out. They they got it turned out. They got everyone back down to to work, and we we got back in for another cycle. You know, which makes makes it like I'm not I'm not I'm pretty modest when it comes to what I achieved in 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 the charging glory days of you know of my mining career, but in the sense of like having having the way that I've been around good people and worked with really good um miners like really really good top blokes and just learning from them and having the skills i would say that some of the some of the best days as a man is is just when we punch out the d like we punched the decline out a couple of times we turned it around we fired it twice we did we did that we went three times you know like there was there's just areas in my career where we really did turn it on. We did we did really really well. We got real good results, and um, we managed to to work work without any injuries, and and we did well. It, it was it was great. Like, um, so in the sense, I'm not I'm not one. Of, I don't put a time on how, how fast I've charged a cut or anything <laughs> like that. Or it does, yeah, doesn't worry me. You know, so often like that. Yeah. Oh, I used to charge a cut in 15 minutes. Yeah. Back about, oh yeah, five. Fuck off. Whatever. Yeah, it's just a bit of um, language language they talk in the in the charge up world. You know, when you're in the Ute, oh yeah, 15 minutes here or you know 45 minutes. But at the end of the day, throughout your, throughout my whole mining career, I've heard I've heard those stories and. Uh, even when I was charging myself, I never really wanted to put a time on it. I just wanted to get it done, you know, like and make yeah. sure that I did it right. Didn't want to leave a cut. That was that was my main concern. Was um, if a jumbo operator was down there boring, and he was um, he he he'd spent the day down there doing his two hours, and then for some unforeseen reason, I didn't I didn't charge his cuts, you know, and and it it happened, man. It used to it used to annoy me like. Because at the end of the day, he's put in a hard day's work, and he's done two hours, and you know he's he's put the effort in to get that on the deck. And then when I'm sitting there and it's I'm not getting it on the deck, man, it used to frustrate me just as much as it used to frustrate them, you know. Yeah, and would you? I guess would you like to go back now with this transformed Tommy Gull? Mm. Would you like to go back to those days and think of like? And I suppose anyone would like. What you know now, with as you said, being a bit, being smoother and like more or less less gun ho, I guess. Like, would you like to go back there and think, oh, imagine how much more I would have got done? Mm. I guess with the with what you know today. Oh, most definitely, man. If you you know if you could go back, you could go back. You know, like it'd be great. But um, I think I think it's all about kick kicking goals and digging holes. You know, you just gotta. You just got to work on what you know now, and hopefully, if you get an opportunity again, you can you can move in that right direction. It's all about moving forward. Like you can look, you can look back at what happened and 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 how we how we go about changing it, you know. But I, I think I think you know it's it's made me who I am today. Like I've I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot through my mining career because of because of situations like that, you know. And man, like. Some jumbo operators, man, they've got they they work exceptionally well, man. They do very very good work. They and they the, some of them some of them in the industry are pumping out some very good results. And like you being a charge up bloke in the times to come, you know, like you you just want to be you want to learn as much and get as much information out of those blokes as you can. So who who like reflecting on like your days charge and who was. And I'll put that Facebook post up. Everyone ain't talks about the guys that get shitload of cuts. But who you personally? 
Who are some of the guys when you just, the jumbo ops you were charging for that you walked in and just, oh, fuck, everything's just tidy. This is so easy to charge. Who who yeah, were some of the best jumbo ops you charge for in that sense? Oh, man, there's, there's, there's a number of different operators over the time. Give them know. a plug, mate. Give them a plug yeah. if you remember. Yeah, you got Benny Modern, you know, you got, you got, uh, you definitely got the Clint Carrolls, you got the, um you got spags you know some of those some of those guys man neat tidy tidy operators you know um especially um especially just the way that that they they look at the job they get it done and they they do it right you know and they take their time to, to to make sure that you're not having a hard time you know like neat and tidiness is 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 what they delivered you know and what, what's when you say neat and tidy? From what are the neat and tidy things that help you specifically as a charge-up operator? Because obviously the overlap on the mesh and stuff isn't really going to directly affect how you're going to charge the heading. What's some of the neat and tidy stuff that jumbo ops do that directly affect how easy it is for you to charge the cut? I like could be simple, man. Like leaving the pump in and make sure there's no water at the face when you go and do a decline. Um, to basically that face is just nicely bought out the holes the holes don't like these days it's not so bad the emulsion takes it up but like just the cleanliness of their holes you know nice and tidy and everything and using reference points man like good operators these days use reference points flat out they use paint man they they paint things up they 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 spend the time to make sure everything's there for everyone to see you know like and that's what it's about like it's about designing it's your garden man design it the way that you want it because when you leave it someone else is going to come in and look at it so some of these operators that are out today are just they're they're leaving they're leaving good designs man they're they're leaving good paintwork on the face so you can see your holes you know where everything is and that makes your day so easy when you know that that you can go in and be like oh it's it's only got like 57 holes you know like or it's only you know you just know what needs to happen and you go in there you can perform at a high at at a high rate because you know what's expected of of you and your operators you know and like paint is is the number one rule man like you can't get enough of it you get boxes of it you might as well use it and capitalize on reference points flat out yeah and what about lifters and lifters man big ones and that look like something i try to do every head and is just have every lifter exposed with a yellow and paint the Mm. bloody tip of the tube yellow because i know where they've been drilled oh I put uh, as and I've done this ever since Selby told me to put eight lifters in every time, and but I know where the eight are. But then charge up, roll in, and there might be only literally one rock fall off the face to cover a tube, and they might. Then there's a good and look, there there is a fucking high chance if you can't see the lifter tube, they won't fucking charge it. Was so it, look, just the importance of expose it. Take the time to expose every lifter tube before you leave and paint the bloody thing yellow and done. Just that's exactly right, Matty. And, and the sense is, it's like, don't give them any excuse not to charge your, your, your cut, you know? Like, that's... And that's how these operators perform, you know? They, 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 they got quality. They use quality. They, use, they get quantity. And they have spirit, mate. You know, those are the three things that, that makes a good operator, you know? With those three things that they're going to get good results and basically what happens is like they see that you're doing a good job and then it follows through their work because they want to do a good job so like if you're leave if operators are leaving a mess 
then what have we got to strive towards? You know, we've got to, we've all got to be working in the right direction. And most most good operators, they they don't they don't allow to to get to to get lazy like that. They, they don't they don't want to lose routines. They don't want to lose structure. They don't want to lose their their ability to perform. So if we follow in those footsteps of making sure we paint up, we do things right, then it, it makes it makes all a our work rates better b we excel and three we're doing what we, we're paid to do is to move forward yeah. and, and that's what we're, that's what we're, we're paid we're paid every day to move forward and 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 that's what that's what it's all about designing and creating mate and that's that's the innovation of of mining yeah and look the you just got to think of the time it costs you the whole cycle if i just look at it just to drill one extra lifter takes a couple of minutes, few minutes, whatever. Bugger all. And I guess the time to take to expose the lifters and paint them up might be 10, 15. Might be, it might be a real fucking, there might have been shitloads of stuff fall off the face and it'll take me fucking half an hour to expose one. But the flow on effect, if one of those doesn't get charged and leaves a big fucking toe in the middle, you got. As you know yourself, you come, you just, let's just think of the bogging cycle, right? He's bogged it, it's got, the bogger's got to fuck around with the toe trying to clean it out. Leaves a to the face. Jumbo's then's got to scale that toe up heaps extra. There's more time, the toe might still be there. Then when he, the bogger does the rebog, he has a prick of a time again trying to bloody, trying to get the shit and might have to dump a bucket of water on it. Then you've got to put a pop in the toe and it's just the flow on effect of every cycle just for the sake of drilling one extra lifter or making sure the lifters are exposed and given charge up every chance to charge it properly. Oh, just the, cause nothing worse than having to fucking, and even just to, if the floor's that fucked and you got to bolt the head in and then just pop the floor and pull out, like what a, just what a waste of being in there just to drill one extra lifter and make sure charge up a charge up a looked after, I guess. Cause as you said, especially if you can't, especially if you roll in to charge the head nice and quick at four thirty in the RV, and the lifters are buried, like you yeah. would have had that. <laughs> you would have had that sometimes <laughs> in your time. And oh, it's, a good, it's, a good, it's a good building exercise too. Like you, you, you get it. You know, like yeah. it does happen. You sometimes, sometimes people have their days. You know, everyone, everyone has their days. And you're right. But in in saying that, in saying that, if if you just practice, if you practice on the cycle process, because at the end of the day, we don't want to take the shortcuts to get us back doing the same thing that we like drilling that extra hole or you know like you don't want to be having to go back if you don't have to we're going forward we want to be moving forward so moving in the right direction all the time has to be has to be the number one goal you know like excel move forward excel move forward so every time that we we're missing part of the cycle it's just costing us time yeah and i look i had to drill around a toe the other day and it was um, I don't know if it was mine or not. Oh, it must have been definitely charge ups fault. Wouldn't have been my fault. <laughs> but uh, but like I think I had to put eleven lifters in because a lot you know popped the toe bloody you know board did a fan around it to try and still pick up a full cut in it. And it was like eleven lifters to put in it. And like there's the extra time straight away and the amount yeah. of bogging time. But yeah, it does have its flow and implications. But yeah, well that, that's, there's a good bloody rundown of charge up, Tommy. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for sharing your knowledge, mate. Now the question everyone's got on their lips: When's Tommy Gale getting on the jumbo? What's the bloody? When's it in the pipeline? You're gonna get on your hands and knees and be, beg him on the bloody podcast to give you the bloody jumbo ticket, mate. Have you had a play on it much yet? Yeah, I've had a, had a legally play, or yeah, yeah, legally, <laughs> yeah. Ah, it's just one of those things, mate. You know, like 
throughout your throughout my career you know you you always you always work you always working towards it you know you're always working towards it but as i say like sometimes you got to go back to go forward like it it's i've gone backwards i've gone back on service crew done you know doing a bit of charge up now you know like the cycle's just taking me different different areas different different parts but don't don't get me wrong i really want to get on it like it's something i really want to do and i i think a lot of people know that i want to do it but it's, it has um, made been made obvious at some points, Tommy. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, but, but why wouldn't you want to get on it? It's the dream of everyone. It's not the yeah. money. It's the, it's such a, it's such a role. It's such a machine that you can just get so passionate about. It's just because yeah. it's just like have a look at this fucking thing swinging around like a robot. It's just, it's unbelievable piece of machinery, and it's it's, it's the biggest adrenaline rush you'll ever get. So there's probably bigger adrenaline rushes out there, but it like it is awesome. And look, mate, I reckon this uh, the I guess hats off to the way you've uh, I guess you've been off the piss and like just how the I guess the professional outlook you've got on it now and like you tell you what, mate, you just you won't won't be long until you're on it and with mm. with this sort of attitude and it's just. I hope every hope the fucking bosses are listening, mate. Have a listen to Tommy and what he, what he's doing here, because uh, you're looking for a jumbo op. This is your man. This is your man. I'm putting the bloody fully fledged free advertisement, Tommy. <laughs> have you had a bloody? Have you had much training days on it? I've had a few days, mate. Yeah, if, um, head but fuck, isn't it? It's yeah, it is. It's it's cool though. Like it's it's one of those things. Like I've been I've been around them for for you know my whole mining career, so I know. I know a fair bit about them. I know enough to to get me through. But it's just, um, as I say, it's like in every part of any cycle. It's just that you got the general knowledge, and then you got to know the specialized knowledge, the things that you don't get told, the things that you don't know that can happen. When it's all going smooth, it's going smooth. But when things go wrong, like broken shanks, when you're still still in the hole, you know, like the thing. How do you get yourself out of those situations? There's, that's the time that's that I've got to learn, you know, that's, that's just time. It takes time. I've got to. Yeah. Oh, mate, as soon as you see that, as soon as you either hear or see that shank go, pull the fucking steel out straight away. Yeah. Obviously I've done it many a time when you, you'll, you'll be fucking dead set out of a meter, meter and a half left to go on the hole. You see the water's pissing out of the coupling. It's got that sound to it. You're like, I'll just finish drilling the hole. Then I'll pull it out and you keep going and you get to the end of the hole and you just, steel's still in there and you can't get the fucking thing out and it's just a nightmare as soon as you start hearing it go just just stop and just pull it as gently as you can that's the big god and just and then you just finish the whole after but the next thing that fucks you up on that is when you put your steel back on your new steel and you go to go back up the hole but you put a new bit on and because you you knew you've obviously drilled the original hole with a, a resharp because it's been drilling holes already and then you got to put the new bit up and you wedge that fucking steel as well and you've got to snap <laughs> that one off too. Yeah, oh. Don't worry. It, it has happened pretty recently too actually. <laughs> but that's uh, if you're going to go back up that hole, make sure you put a resharp on or there. That's uh, what, what other stuff have you... What have you learned? So, well, I guess what's, what scares you about the... Not scares you about the jumbo. What do you, what do you see is the in your recent training on it when you have at it what's some of the stuff that i guess you struggled with do you want any tips off someone that's not not a brilliant jump operator but uh oh, all I, the might, I might know the more the tips the better <laughs> <laughs> you know um yeah like um i find 
I just need to get more training. Like that's 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 the one. And you need the time on. Need the time. I need the time on myself. You need to be put on it for a week by yourself. That's when it all. You don't realise how hard it is just to tram the fucking thing out of the head and it like because you never have to do it. You get all your training you do is at the face on the rig, but then when you're by yourself, you're like fuck. How do I get around the cornery? It's yeah. a bit fucking tight. It's all. It's just all that shit. Yeah. Uh, that's 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 good to know too. And like the other thing as well is um, just positioning yourself when you get into the drives as well. Like I, I always think of it like when you when you position yourself with a charger, you got to be in a position to make sure you get the whole face. It's probably similar to a jumbo. You're like when you go in and park it up, you you got to make sure that you're not going to be having to pull it forward again or go back or. Oh, you know. you got to especially on your high head and your. Um, Look, once you drilled, you lift it. Like the biggest one you struggle with is your li- at the start is your lifters because if you're too close, when you're drilling, it's usually your second row in either side. You fucking if you're too close, the back of the boom's hitting your jacks, and it's you went and then you got to consider when there's toes in the floor. Those toes are further back, so you might be too too far back for some holes, but you you got to be to get those toes. So when you when you're boring. Um, tram in with your zoom your booms fully zoomed out like your zoom tube fully out and you want to pretty much stop just before you hit the face and that that's about the that's about the position you want to be but if you've got toes in the side and stuff you've got to take into account you've got to be a bit further back because you won't be able to drill them like because their your back of your boom will be hitting your fucking jacks and for your burn, like when you when you're talking about positioning, that's that's positioning forward and backwards. And then, like if the heading's high, you you'll have to pull forward to do your perimeter because yeah. your your back holes because you haven't once you start lifting up due to the geometry, your boom it'll like you you start losing ground. So you got to you just get your lifters done, pull forward, do your perimeter, get you sorted because you always got to think if you break down. You don't want to have just drilled the guts out and, no, no and then you, they've got the perimeter left. So just get your lifters sorted and your knee-holes, lifters and knee-holes because you have the same trouble with your knee-holes hitting the jacks if you're too too close. So get them sorted and then pull forward if you need. But like usually your 5v5 five five drives, you don't need to pull forward if you get it right. Um, and when you do your like posi- – that's positioning front and back now, left and right. So you've got six rows six rows in your bloody um, cut, six rows wide. If you park in the dead centre, you're going to be drilling the burn over here and you're going to be you're going to be leaning... I'm, I'm doing a lean-over action, but, like, yeah. you're going to be leaning over. You want to you want to find it, figure out where you're drilling your shot hole for your burn and then line your the centre of your rig up. There's a, there's a gap between your two panels where your levers and all that are. Line that up with where you're drilling your shot hole and have your rig pointing straight at it. So when you're, when you're drilling your burn, you're just looking straight. You've got your guide steel in and that is just you're just looking straight at it. And that the amount of time it saves you and how more accurate you drill is, yeah. That, and same as like when you're doing a turn, articulate the rig as hard as you can and get your rig articulated in the direction you're turning. So you're just lined up with your shot hole. But yeah, do whatever you got to do to line your line yourself up directly with the shot hole of your burn because that's when you that's when shit can go wrong is when you you're not looking straight at your burn and your shit's going everywhere you run into yourself and that's where the time is so take the extra god fuck me if it takes you 10 minutes to line the rig up with your shot hole better yep take it 
So, yeah, there you go. That's all I know. That's brilliant. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, no, any any time you – look, when you do get training, buddy – Mate, if you need any tips, give me a ring and I'll um I'll forge you on to someone that can help you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome, man. No, thanks so much for coming over, Tommy. Uh, I fucking oh, just I can't believe we didn't get the old Tommy. I wish I did the podcast five years ago with the old Tommy Gold on the cans. <laughs> oh, maybe maybe when you relapse, let us know and we'll get you on, mate. So, <laughs> No, I've had a ball, man. Had yeah. a ball. I hope you no, have a thank buddy. Thank you so much. What's plans for the... Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> What's plans for the weekend, mate? What, um, are you reading a book or something? Yeah, yeah, well, I am actually. A cup of tea? Yeah. <laughs> no, I just chilling out over the weekend and um, then back to work Monday. I was just having a short one. Go go back and do some extras. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just hopefully uh, you get some focus happening and yeah, get into yeah. it. Oh, man, as I said, if you if you want to get on the jumbo, unfortunately the only way to do it is do extras because uh, yeah. you never get it on your own crew. You've got to separate yourself from the field. So, yeah, if you want to uh, – I suppose you're two and two. That's all right. You mm. like, If you have to go in a few days early or do a few days extra, you still get a decent break. So I would recommend doing that. Yeah. Don't give them a – don't take no for an answer. <laughs> I hope you get on it soon, man. I really do. And fucking, uh, yeah, go bloody, don't, yeah. Or oh, you got the right mentality now. You're not going to go flat out and bloody, bloody. Uh, I remember, I, I think it was that Telfer when I think it was Timmy, Timmy Hancock was up there, ship faucet. He was, he was putting a good plug in for you. He's like, this is when, before you had your transformation. He's like, buddy, right, you've got to get Tommy Gold on the jumbo. Look, you're probably going to have a year of damage. Non-stop. <laughs> yeah. The fucking jumbo's going to be fucked. But after that, he's going to be a gun. you just got to get through that year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, classic. Right, man. Have you got a bloody... Uh, we sign off with a message. Have you got a message for us, for, for the listeners, mate? Something that after your uh, probably over a decade of mining that you have uh, want to pass on? Oh, I'll put you on the spot. Oh, I've got to put this in the, the prep for it and make sure someone's ready because I'll put everyone on the spot. But it's me theme. It's me theme at the end of the thing. Oh, just just enjoy yourselves down there. Just make sh- like, if anything, mining mining's a good little niche, man. Underground mining's a good little niche. Like, make sure that you just enjoy it. Make sure that you spend good quality time and get as many friends and have a ball, man. Because that's what it's all, all about. At the end of the day, we're, well, we're working it together with um, camaraderie, and you, you know, we're, we're doing we're doing what we want to do. Yeah, oh, awesome. Lovely, lovely. I think I'll summarise that. Yeah, nah, thanks, listeners. I hope you enjoyed Tommy's session. And now nah, remember, bloody enjoy mine and catch us. <laughs>